0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 55. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. Sounds like a good lecture to see, uh, particularly if you either saw concussion or you're just really interested in that whole thing in the NFL.
1: Or if you're interested in getting concussions in the future. Right, right, right. If you're planning on Taking getting it up a few. A hobby, yeah. yeah. Derek and Steve present Ty Trainer. Ty, how are you doing? I'm feeling off. Awesome. <laughs> is there a next step? Can you get even more? Yeah, uh huh, definitely. So my next step is actually to turn into a plant. At the <laughs> yeah. Put every fringe player in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't care. Like who? Who cares? Yeah. If someone went back and said like, oh Mark Brunell, like, mm, yeah, put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. He's great.
0: You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 55 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, I just remembered we were going to have you do that. We are going to have you start practicing uh, the intro. Ah, crap. We forgot, so we'll do it next week. We'll, we'll do, do it, it next week. As I was saying it, I was like, oh, I thought we were going to have Steve do that.
1: But I was uh, waiting. <laughs> I, I had it all memorized. I was good to go. Uh, no, I definitely would have messed that up. So sure.
0: episode 55 of You Heard It Here Second, back in action, uh, cranking along after... Just cranking back, it out. Back on a roll after we hit 50 and had that big celebration, and now we're back in a groove again.
1: We are grooving.
0: So uh, so here we are. Episode 55 <laughs> probably will be one of our shorter ones, I think. We don't have a loaded up Yeah, st- we, we had
1: a few jam-packed episodes in a row. We did.
0: We, we, I think we broke an hour last episode, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, I think
1: we've gotten close to an hour both times. We won't be close to an hour today. We yeah. just got some hot Oscar talk. Yeah, We've got um, some interesting pop culture stuff. Few sports. No, no, your no game show this week.
0: Right. Correct. Correct. So we got three periods.
1: That's it. Then you're out of yeah, here after three, three periods. Final drive. Out of here.
0: It's like it's like it's like the class before spring break. It's like you know we're just three quarters of a class, and then it's like you know what we're done. Go, just phone go, it go, in. go enjoy your vacation. <laughs> yeah.
1: So class is out early.
0: <laughs> um, Although I
1: don't like being described as class. well right. Well, I mean we are classy.
0: Yeah. But we're not a class. And people learn stuff from us.
1: But we're not teachers, but technically, we teach things every single We, teach, once in we a while. teach
0: things, and people learn and they listen to us and they attend every week. We, it sounds like we're
1: class. We don't give credits, though. That's true. We're not an no, accredited no class. No school credits. Yeah, that's true. So, that's we're like true. a class that you have to attend every week. That you don't get credit for. You don't get credit for, yeah. yeah perfect. That sounds
0: really fun. It <laughs> sounds awesome. We've now found the best way to describe ourselves.
1: Ugh, um, that sounds terrible, and I, <laughs> I don't want to ever talk about it again. Okay,
0: cool. So we won't then. We'll go to period one, which is the BC update. And we don't have a ton for the BC update, but we do have the annual event for BC alumni that is coming up next weekend on Saturday, I believe, what is it, March 4th, I believe it is?
1: I think it's next Saturday, March 4th. March 4th <laughs> is correct. Mar- okay, Confirmed.
0: Cool. March 4th, Saturday. Yeah. And that is Taking Back Cleveland Circle.
1: Yes. So we are um, announcing the annual take back of. It shouldn't be called Take Back Cleveland Circle. It should be called Take Back Marianne's. Yeah. Because no one yeah, goes yeah, back no one to goes, Cleveland Circle yeah. wanting to go to any other place. Right. It's not like you get your friends together and, like, I can't wait to go back to Cityside. Yeah. You say, I can't wait to walk by Marianne's because the line's too long and have to settle for Cityside. That's how you would end up going there. Yeah. Anyway, that's this weekend. Uh, The time starts at 9 o'clock, but I would suggest getting there way earlier than that. Maybe 7 or 8. It it always gets packed. And it It, it won't empty out. And it will not empty out because that's everyone's plans. Yeah. And no one's young anymore, so you don't make plans after the bar. You just can barely make (laughs) it to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's this weekend. It's on Saturday. Uh, I'll be there. Derek will be there. A lot of your friends that you... Want to talk to will be there. A lot of your friends you don't want to talk to will be there. Also be there, right? Yeah, so should be a fun time. Um, that's all. That's my take on it. Do you I, think? Do you think
0: anyone? How many people do you think go to Cityside? Do you think Cityside will be filled with BC people also?
1: I think it will be.
0: Or do filled, you think it's just overflow crowd? It's overflow, but it will be yeah. filled
1: with overflow. Right. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Uh, the Take Back Cleveland Circle is a big uh, night. It's spring break for the students. Right. So it's only alumni and. I feel like this is the only time, uh, it's certainly the only time I go, and yeah. most likely you go. Unless yeah, to you're Mary Ann's
0: at- anyway. Well, that's the other reason it really should just be called Taking Back Mary Ann's because it's not like no one goes anywhere near Cleveland Circle ever, you know, yeah. when they're an alumni. it's They don't go to Mary Ann's Yeah, though. I don't <laughs> drive circles like, around
1: <laughs> Cleveland Circle. Yeah, it's
0: like, it's like we we go through there every time there's tailgating, like we're driving her in that area. You know, you could. You, I'm sure alumni go to Chipotle, or they go to.
1: It's taking you know, back Marianne. It's taking back Marianne. That's what that, it is. That's
0: the place that you don't go once you have graduated, except for this weekend every year. So, um,
1: take back Chipotle.
0: Take back Chipotle <laughs> on uh, on uh, Brookline at or whatever street that is. Yeah. Um, so
1: that's this weekend. Are you are you excited?
0: I am. Are you feeling kind of?
1: What's the cutoff? Like when do you st- when, when do can you stop, stop going? going? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I think that you can go to that until you're like. Let's see. I think. 25, counting, definitely. Counting this, sure. counting this year, I'm going to say this year and two more. Okay. And then that's, I a, think, that's a lot of times. It's a lot. Though. I mean, it's like up till that's like, pro, um, I people guess I'm trying that at like age 28. I was going to say, so. people
1: are going to be 28 going yeah, back to me. Yeah, I feel Marianne's.
0: like when you're, t- I feel like if I'm 28 and I'm, I'm getting in a cab to go to Marianne's, I feel a little different than when I'm 27. Like, I think 27, I can still deal with it.
1: It's just cuz it's the numbers thing or cuz mental thing Probably the, just it's thing? the
0: numbers slash mental thing, yeah. Yeah, so
1: that's a th- there will be people who should not be there. There should, there will be oh, old yeah. people. Yeah. Although that that crowd starts to thin out. I'm kind of yeah. nervous that there's going to be way too many younger people. There could be.
0: There could be. There, That'll there, be I feel like yeah.
1: that's the reason you stop going is because the crowd gets too young. And, and that's
0: a natural progression. I feel like the same thing happened, you know, at least in my in my town every time I would go home for Thanksgiving, there was a bar that all the all my high school uh uh, classmates yeah. would go back to and it reaches the same point there where you go back and now you are there's a bunch of college freshmen there who who are coming back after a semester away at college and it's like you reach a point with every stage like that where it's like okay it's time for me to you
1: can't move just, to the next thing you can't just watch people have that much fun yeah. like they're having so much <laughs> more fun than i am because they can <laughs> drink more stay out later they just have less responsibilities they're having way more fun and i can't watch them yeah. do it
0: so I think that that is not this year that that happens for us, so uh, that's the good thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, give it a couple more years. So uh, taking back Cleveland Circle, anything else on the BC Update?
1: That's it. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. If you are going and would like to coordinate with us, shoot us a text or, uh, I guess, go to the website and fill out the form <laughs> telling us you would like to go to Mary Yes, yeah,
0: so if you would like to go to Mary Ann's with us, actually, please don't text us. Please go to our website <laughs> and fill out a feedback form. Um, saying how many people you are with and whether you're down to take an Uber and Uber XL and, and where you want to meet and everything. If and you'd
1: like can, to eat beforehand, please <laughs> add yeah, that in a p- separate Make line. sure
0: that's in a note. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, that will be how you let us know. Uh, and that's it for period number one. So brings it. Us to no period, other BC updates. No other BC updates. Actually, yeah, I guess I should have verified that. There's n- no news on the BC sports world really. Still on the athletic department search. BC basketball season is over, I believe. I think they've Closed their season out with a bad loss it, again. It was
1: over a few months ago. Yeah,
0: but and so after I think they started two and two in the ACC and finished two and fourteen, I believe. So, e. um, not the season we were looking for. There, we won't talk about it. Um, so that's that. Any that, anything else you want to add on BC? Like said, no. Hockey
1: keeps sliding. Hockey sliding. Yeah,
0: they. They. I think they're a fringe chance at making the tournament at, at this point, um, but they're certainly not looking like a national contender this season. I wouldn't. I wouldn't panic about that. BC hockey will be fine. I mean the the program is always good and uh, they're not a program that you can expect would drop off a cliff the way that some of BC's other programs have. So yeah. um, I think their, their cachet has been driven up enough over the years that they'll be fine. Yeah. So no other but, uh, urgent BC news, no other urgent BC news. Uh, BC baseball is, is happening. So that's that. <laughs> um, all right. So brings us to the second quarter, which is pop culture. And Oscar. Obviously there's a major topic in pop culture.
1: Oscars. Wow. <laughs> Oscars, wow. Oscars, wow. Uh, So nobody in America stayed up to watch the entire Oscars. If you did, congratulations. It's a very admirable feat (laughs) to stay up and watch the entire Oscars. It just runs too late. It's too long. It's very repetitive. But there was a reason to this time around. (laughs) And if you've been living under a rock and don't know what happened, there was a Steve Harvey moment, which is incredible. I, I love that they happened. I watched... I actually watched the first Steve Harvey moment in the Miss USA pageant, I think it was, live. And it's one of the better moments of my life. Yeah. Just catching that live and, and kind of having a what's going on moment. And oh, it was amazing. So that happened in the Oscars. The wrong name was read. The wrong movie was read as winner for best picture at the Oscars. It's weird to say that because it's the Oscars... And there's got to be a few fail-safes in place so that that doesn't happen. And it happened. <laughs> Fortunately for PwC and the people running the Oscars and Jimmy Kimmel, La La Land guy handled it really well. Yeah. A few people gave up, went up and gave speeches beforehand, which is kind of awkward. But he, he, he handled it almost like you'd expect it to happen in a movie. He's like, this is not a joke. You've won. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, you've won. Check this out. And they like held up the thing and the camera zoomed in on it so that it could read yeah. Moonlight Best Picture. Um, so overall it wasn't as awkward as it could have been, but by golly, it was certainly fun. <laughs> I love yeah. to watch Hollywood squirm. It was so great. Agreed. And so uh we can
0: play a little bit a little clip yes. of what happened here uh last night for everything Steve just described. Uh this was the best picture award winner. This is after La well, uh crew had been called up uh, to accept the award. We lost by the way, but you know. You know. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm sorry, no, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. <laughs> Moonlight won on, I, This is not a joke. Come this up, is not a joke, I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke, Moonlight has won Best Picture. <laughs> Moonlight, Best Picture. keep it anyway. Oh, it's fine. I'm sorry. Guys. This is a uh, very unfortunate what happened. Personally, I blame Steve Harvey for this. I would like to see you get an Oscar anyway. Why can't we just give I, out a whole bunch I, I, of them? I'm going to be really proud to hand this to my friends from Moonlight. That's
1: nice of you.
0: So that was the mix up. It's
1: uh, it does sound awkward. <laughs> It does sound super awkward. So yeah. I love it. I love it. I think there's a chance it was planned or there was a chance it was done on purpose. That guy who handled it handles it too well. Yeah. He literally holds it up and the camera zooms in on it. Yeah. The
0: ca- no, they can't. So the camera didn't zoom. A second camera was zoomed in on it. It oh. cut. It, so like it's even more like, like he held up the thing and like you, he holds it up and you can't see it.
1: And is and, he and is like, he does he work for the Oscars or is he I don't part know of that, La, La land? I, don't,
0: I think that was La, 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 La if he's guy. a La
1: La land guy, there's no reason that he should say like stand up and say, you're the winners, Moonlight wins yeah and like hold no the card get, like, out. have someone who works at the Oscars say that. Yeah. like you I don't, don't want to make I
0: don't know who that guy was. It seemed like he was a La La land guy because well, he, he like that,
1: for that guy to take on that responsibility after a huge mistake like yeah. that. Yeah. And just say, no, we lost. Look. Yeah. Right. Let me prove to you we lost. Yeah.
0: Because, like, how does he know? Like, like, that card, there's a card for everyone. There's a card for everyone. Like, they could easily, like, you know, they could have easily printed a card that was wrong. He was
1: very sure that he lost. (laughs) He He was positive. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He was positive. Yeah. And and the way that Jimmy Kimmel approaches him and says that he wants him to win anyway, like, I'm pretty sure that's a La La Land guy. And so you're right, though. He holds up that card. And the camera cannot read the card, and they ha- it immediately cuts to another camera that's zoomed in on the card. Well, like the other camera was ready, zoomed in, and focused on the card.
1: That's either a setup. Yeah. Or excellent produ- like on the ec- fly producing. Excellent. Yeah. Whatever the the guys in the truck in the back flipping yeah. between cameras and the cameraman, that's yeah. unbelievable coordination yeah. to have I, one guy focused out and the other guy's like, I got it. Yeah. Boom. And, well, zoom in. And,
0: and I will say that. Th- that camera is stationed there. Like there's a second camera that's stationed there. So like, it's not, it's not implausible in any way to think that that cameraman who's not, so, so like that cameraman, his shot is not on, you know, the, the way that when they produce it, when, when a, an event like that is yeah. produced, like the cameraman at each camera knows if his shot is being used at that time or not. And you, you always avoid zooming while you're the camera, like zo- a zoom look is a bad look, like, like zooming while you're on yeah. the, your camera is the one is not a good look. Like, they'll, they'll switch to a different angle, he'll zoom in, frame it, and then they'll go back to it. You know, that's kind of the way it works. Like, in a sports game, you don't see someone zoom all the way in on a player. Like, they cut away and then cut back. And so, it's not implausible at all that that cameraman would zoom in in preparation for him to hold up a card or something because there's clearly confusion there. But it's certainly a valid thought because it's like, he also could, you know, zoom in on someone's face or zoom in on something, you know, be ready to shoot, like, something else. As opposed to having a perfect frame for the card that he holds up. So it is interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I don't know if I think it was a se- if it I don't was... think
1: it was a setup. Yeah, I don't think so either. But it was a setup. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. totally fake. <laughs> no, I, I, it, it was just a mishap. I, actually, I want to read the. Um, I, yeah, I, wrote, down a, I wrote down a note here. This is the quote from uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers uh, about the envelopes. So there's two sets of award envelopes, which is where the mistake came in. Mm. Emma Stone got her best actress award letter. They read it, boom, best actress Emma Stone. Yep. Move off stage. S- someone else got the other Emma Stone and that's like their backup. They're like if yeah. something like if one person spontaneously combusts and takes all the award mm. envelopes with them. There's another person with like yeah, a right. box of awards. Right. Somehow, for some reason, they're using both people, which is a terrible which is idea. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never do that. <laughs> have one person be the, solely the backup. Anyway, there's two cards. That second card makes its way out, and this is how they describe it. The producers decide what the order of the awards will be. We each have a full set. I have all 24 envelopes in my briefcase. Martha has all 24 in hers. We stand on opposite sides of the stage right off screen for the entire evening, and we each hand the respective envelope to the presenter. It doesn't sound very complicated, but you have to make sure you're giving the presenter the right envelope. It doesn't you're sound right, complicated. And it's not complicated. <laughs> Like, I don't know why he says, but you have to make sure you're giving the right envelope. Like the,
0: the word but doesn't belong there. Correct. It's not complicated. You have to make sure you're giving the presenter the right envelope. Correct. Th- that's what he should have said. Yeah, instead he said, but there is this really yeah, it's complicated, not complicated part. But you have to make sure you're doing it right. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Or it's complicated. Well, yeah. <laughs> or you <So>. complicate things. <laughs>
1: um, so, so there are two sets of envelopes. One gets uh, the the fact that they're, they're doing them separately is ridiculous to me. Um and I did see that uh, my first question was, why don't they have the award name on the outside of the envelope? The just the award that says yes, best actress in a sporting role, best actress, it's best picture. Outrageous the that they don't. They do. So oh, someone do. zoomed okay. in and found it. They just obviously you have to assume going up there that you've been handed the right envelope. Oh yeah. Envelope. It, oh, it's not the presenter's fault. It's, yeah, exactly. I mean, you it's can't. It's not the presenter's yeah. fault at all. So that was true. It did have the outside because they zoomed in and could see it when he was opening yeah. it. and it said best actress. It said best actress. Oh, on yeah. The, uh, right, right. On the envelope, so he opens it up. Yeah. Lo and behold, it right. says Emma Stone. He's like that.
0: Yeah. It the, should appa- say Lala. La, la. Apparently, there was some audio. Somebody, somebody grabbed the the clip and like uh enhance like you know. Enhance the volume or something, and apparently you can you can hear Warren Beatty faintly sit, turn around and say, "It says Emma Stone." Like like it, it turned he turned to somebody on yeah. stage and like kind of said the microphone barely picked it up, but he he said, "It says Emma Stone." And then
1: the woman next to him goes, "Yeah, la la la." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: and then it's, all hell broke. So was. so
0: yeah, the so so the only question is whether it was planned to give them the wrong envelope and see what, like judging by everyone's reaction up there. That, was, that part of it was not planned. Some people like, were bombed. Pres- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the people presenting did not fake it. Like, they, they didn't go up there with the best actress card knowing that they were going to wrongly read it. You know? like, they went up there and they were caught off guard by the envelope being wrong. The question is whether the producers put in the, the incorrect envelope to make this chaos happen.
1: Who would you rather be? The cast of Moonlight who had just given a speech thanking for the award... You or, mean La La Land, La La Land. Yeah. Sorry, who had just given an award right before they say sorry you didn't win? Yeah, or Jimmy Kimmel who has to come on and kind of turn things because he didn't have to do much because it wasn't. But his he still fault. has to do. It, he, yeah, but he has He's to do the something. host. Yeah. He's the host.
0: I would rather be La La Land. I think, and just have because given like a heart yeah.
1: wrenching speech. Yeah,
0: Ugh. I don't know. Actually, that's brutal. Maybe not. I don't know. Actually, no. I'd probably no. I'd probably rather be Jimmy Kimmel. Just, just like because. He's got nothing really to lose there. Like, yeah. nobody's expecting him to come save this awkward situation. But, like, it's – how <laughs> I, how can he? You know? I
1: loved how quiet the claps were when things were happening because yeah. people didn't know whether to be happy or sad <laughs> yeah. or excited. Yeah. Oh, just watching him squirm. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, so. In other news, other awards did get That's true. given out.
0: And I believe Murph did pretty well. Murph on did the, really well. Yeah.
1: Do you know how he did?
0: I don't. He, he, he claims, told us he was 5 for 6. He claims 5
1: for 6 or 4 for with 5. An,
0: he said 5 for 6 with an asterisk, so I don't know if that means 4 for 6 or if or if Best Picture prevented him from going undefeated. I don't, um, I don't um, know. It might
1: be that. Um, either way...
0: We would have to listen back, but...
1: We've got Moonlight for Best Picture. Fine. Talked yeah. about that. Awesome that it happened the way it did. Totally fine with that. Casey Affleck, Best Actor in Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. A lot of pushback on that. He's been... There's been allegations of sexual assault swirling around him. He he settled uh, a sexual assault lawsuit out of court. Um, A lot of negativity towards him after winning. And he has the grossest beard hair combo in the history of (laughs) people. In the history of human beings, he looks like a a schmuck. It's terrible. Do you have any comments on him? No. Okay, next. Best actress, Emma Stone. La La Land. Everyone loves Emma Stone. Didn't see La La Land. She deserves it from what I hear. Yeah. Uh, awesome lady. Cheers. Best director, who cares? Uh, best supporting actress in Fences, Viola Davis, gave a speech that I, you didn't see it. I picture. did not see it. It was, she was crying and like yelling. It was almost like she was uh, in a movie. And yeah. I hated it because they're not in movie. Like we're celebrating your movie. Yeah. Now I feel like you're acting at me. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, she's a wonderful person, I'm sure, and it meant a lot to her, but I was just kind of overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. her acting at me while celebrating her acting. Uh, Anyway, Best Supporting Actor, I'll give you the uh, shot at that person's name.
0: Uh, That would be Mahershala Ali.
1: Mahershala. Mahershala. Very good. Very good. Uh, Best Supporting Actor. And then Best Animated Feature, we'll just give you that one, is Zootopia. So those, those were the winners of your Oscars. Kind of run-of-the-mill. I don't think there was any surprises besides <laughs> the biggest surprise of all time. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know if you saw, Derek, there was a section where they brought in live tour, like a tour bus of people that thought they were going in to see wow dresses or see like some locked Oscar thing, and they walked into the Oscars, and Jimmy Kimmel wow. introduced them to people. And That, I thought, wow. was the best moment of the show. Where I didn't see that. I, Denzel I Washington, like fake married. <laughs> Two people who were fiancés, um, so it was very very funny. Sim also looked semi-stage. I can't confirm or deny. Yeah. People were way too calm. They just were not right jazzed up about being li- on live television at the Oscars with millions. Which they of celebrity- would, which, which they would be, which, which they would. Yeah. Be. Um, so, and he ha- he happened to get a very personable first person to talk to and lead through. So, a little sketchy for me too. Um, anyway, overall, Oscar night. I don't know if it was a success or not. I I don't know. Like, does in your opinion, does that what does that do for the Oscars? Help her? I mean,
0: uh, so like they, you know, there's always the adage like any publicity is publicity is good publicity, especially when you're talking about like a TV program. Um, everyone's talking about it, so I guess it's successful in that way. But I don't know. Like, isn't that to me? That's not the success the Oscars wants. Like, like that's the success a lot of things might want. But I don't know if it's what the Oscars seem to pride themselves on being this like propped up, like, holier-than-thou type of thing. And so to have a mistake like that is sort of like, I don't know, if how how does it bring the Oscars up in any way?
1: I think it's best-case scenario for the Oscars, which sounds terrible and weird, but if La La Land wins all their awards, everyone knew they are going to win Best Picture, and they just win, and Oscars are over, everyone's kind of got a bad taste in their mouth already that Mm -hmm. the movie about the movies is winning all the awards Mm -hmm. voted on by movie stars. Mm -hmm. So I think... Maybe, at least in the decision-making, I think Moonlight had not an edge, but that was probably in, in the Academy's minds. Yeah. I didn't see Moonlight or La La Land, so I can't judge them on their yeah. uh, qualities as films. as yeah. like, you probably should be, but <laughs> I'm just taking what I've got here. <laughs> yeah. So I think Moonlight winning in that fashion is probably yeah, best case scenario, because now everyone's like, that was hilarious, the yeah. Oscars are hilarious. Yeah,
0: it's tr- you know it's true. Rather and-
1: than... La La Land wins everything. Yeah, Congrats, right. Hollywood, or, or, on a movie or, about Hollywood.
0: Or just like, you know, even if just Moonlight won the best picture without all the drama, it's like, yeah, La-, La La Land won most of the things, but like, it's nice that Moonlight won best picture, but no one's talking about it. I know yeah. we're not really talking about it for 10 minutes here if, if, if it it's was true. normally announced. And, you know, even just like thinking through that whole thing now, 10 minutes after we started talking about it, I don't know. Like, how is it possible that they just handed them the wrong envelope? It's it's the best picture award. Like, like yeah. that's it. There's one award left. Why doesn't someone check how it do you How do you not, like, but just imagine that you're the one who gives the envelopes out and you've been doing it the entire night. How, like, so may, maybe you weren't the one who were getting all the envelopes. So maybe you have 22 of your 24 envelopes still left because they were getting all of them from the other guy. Yeah. So, like, so now you have to hand the best picture award. Like, what are the chances you're not checking that envelope to make sure it's best picture? Yeah. Like, and and on the flip side, maybe you, they were getting all their envelopes from you, and you only have like two left. How am I not handing them the right one? Like
1: it's like, uh, it's it, it's beyond <laughs> comprehension at this point. Someone's got to be blamed, though. Yeah. So there's gonna be some investigations. Things are coming out. People are blaming Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. People are blaming Emma Stone. There's names being tossed around. Yeah. I, I'm. They're gonna pin it on somebody. Well, they
0: they said Emma Stone was holding her. Um, Best actress um, envelope. Yeah, when that that all happened,
1: that's why that person came out with the we the explanation about two envelopes. Yeah, like how could that be possible? Right. right. Well, there's two envelopes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. But so yeah, that yeah.
1: Here's a second question for you. Do you say envelope or envelope? I I think I say envelope.
0: I think I say envelope.
1: I think I mix it up, and I think I've been doing it. I think I I mix it up, too. I think I've been doing it during the podcast, and it's kind of freaking me out every time I say it.
0: I can't tell if I have been during the podcast, but I think I say envelope.
1: Envelope. 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 I
0: don't
1: know. Now now I can't even say it. Yeah, I think I say say envelope, though. Should we move on?
0: Yeah, I think we should move on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's one more topic in pop culture.
1: All right, I'm going to touch on this topic just because it's super unique. I went to a book signing today, Derek. Wow. I did. Um, I, v. E. Schwab, Victoria Elizabeth Schwab, uh, she's wrote, she's written a ton of books. I think it's a, not a ton, but I think she's on thirteen or fourteen now. She wrote a trilogy that I've read two books, the first two books in the trilogy, and she just came out with a third this week. She's doing a book tour. I had never ever been on a book signing before, uh, and it was unique. It was certainly something I've never done before. Might not do it again. <laughs> it, it's long. Um they talk about pe- it's basically this is sound terrible, but it's a room full of nerds, I guess myself included now, but a room full of like really, really, really nerdy people, yep, and they stand up and they say um hello victoria i'm i'm in the middle of my book, and I was just wondering i'm struggling with this Portion and that portion, in your opinion, like which portion of my book do you think is like the best thing that I'm writing?
0: And they're asking, they're at, oh, these are writers. They're,
1: no, they're they're people like me. They're oh. just fans of the book, but they stand up and asking give them some, the author uh, asking the author about their own book, it, and that in a room full of 150 people, so everyone has to listen the, about their, their own books book that they're writing. Yes, it was ridiculous. Wow. I wanted to slap a few of the people. Wow. It was wild. Ask the woman about her book. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> So it was just, it was, there were some <laughs> characters, I'll say that. You had to wait in line a long time, but I did get a few great pictures. I, I felt like I was meeting a, a an athlete, like a celebrity, mm-hmm. and I think that's how I should feel, right? You should yeah. feel yeah. that about authors and yeah. scientists and things like that, yeah. so I, I was pumped that I felt that way, got up to the front, could barely speak, I was nervous, I just didn't know what to say. Also, what do you say Yeah, when someone's signing yeah. your book, like, thanks for- exactly. Writing the books. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Was Publish. it
0: was it more or less exciting than when you met Jeff Green?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I was way more nervous. <laughs> Jeff Green was... So Jeff, Jeff Green needed me there. He was at this... Uh, for I don't know if anyone knows this story besides you, maybe, but uh, he was at a phone store. It was like a Sprint store. It's definitely out of business. And he was sitting there. No one knew he was there. There was no promotions. I walked in because I, I worked next door, so I was walking by... And he's he's a giant human. I didn't know who he was. And I'm like, that guy. And he was sitting with a bunch of paper in front of him in photos. And I was like, that's, that's got to be a professional athlete, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's Jeff Green for the Celtics. I was like, oh, my God, that's great. And I walked over to him. And it was just me. There's no one else in the store. He's just sitting there drinking water. <laughs> and and I was in a suit. There's a funny photo of it on Facebook. <laughs> and, and I was like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, you want me to sign something? I'm like, sure. He's like. You want to sit down? <laughs> so I sat on a stool next to Jeff Green for about 10 minutes in an empty phone store. I don't know what to say to him. I just hung out.
0: It's a little less nerve-wracking. Less nerve-wracking.
1: Yeah. Less pressure. Less pressure situation. Uh, yeah, that's a fun story. Wow, I forgot about that. I still have that signature. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, so, where is but he now? You
0: know? now uh, he's, uh, where is he? No, he was in LA. He was on the Clippers, but I think he got traded. Let me actually... He is on...
1: Great dude. Really, really nice. He definitely hated... Um, I'm, I'm just going to say this out loud. He did not want to be on the Celtics.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. And, it, I and could, it, Well, he got traded away when he was first... Like, he, he got drafted by the Celtics and traded immediately. Jeff Green's
1: on the Magic. Oh, he's on the Magic. Yeah. yeah. yeah but he's like no, yeah, he's a bench player. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, playing like 20 minutes. And he yeah. loves the Magic, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. He, for some reason, he was just very... I think it came up in conversation because that's one thing I remember about him is that he wasn't yeah. happy. I think yeah. maybe it was a contract year or something. And I said like, "How's the yeah. season going?" He's like, "It's i, all, right. <laughs> yeah. like, all yeah. right. Well, talk to you later." Yeah. <laughs> I
0: also don't remember when chronologically that was in relation to his health issues because remember he had a heart issue. Yes. And so, um, it, it, if it was before that, potentially it could have been a factor. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Know. I just yeah. remember
1: it being. Way different than the yeah. book signing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good to know. Yeah, so if you get a chance to do a book <laughs> signing, I say do it. Look up like look up an a author that you've read recently, and if they're still alive, they're probably out doing events because that's what they do. Yeah, and, and check it out. It's certainly something cool and support a local bookstore, whatever you want, whatever your excuse. It was it was a good time. Cool. Yeah.
0: So uh, so that's it for the pop culture section. Anything else you want to touch on? I don't think we have anything else for. Pop culture. That's all I
1: got for pop culture. Bachelor's coming to a close. We may have Ooh. a few people on just to do a, a season recap, give what some happened? hot takes before the uh, finale. So we will just sit there and listen to them tell us what happened. We can have we can have hot takes, but they'll be really hot because right, we'll, right. we, we don't watch right, anything. Right, right,
0: right. Okay, okay, cool. So actually, that that makes for the hottest takes. So
1: yeah, Luke, no nuke warm nuke warm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so that brings us to the third and final period, which is sports. So. Uh, uh, Sunday was a day that we hyped up for a long time. Love it. That we had a blast during. We got Loved really it. drunk. Wow, we, so fun. We partied all day for Daytona Day. It was just great. Uh, we watched a ton of NASCAR, but we didn't really watch it because the more important thing was just having a fun the time. The fun day.
1: that so, was like Derby Day. What a day. No, so that was the opposite of what we did. We <laughs> forgot that, Dona, that Daytona Day existed. We continued not watching NASCAR. We'd, I got coffee, and then that's about all I did on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was Daytona Day for us. Although, yeah. Kurt Busch uh, won. He's a guy whose name I recognize yeah. from NASCAR. Uh, but apparently, it was his first time winning the Daytona 500. So, congrats to yeah. Mr. Bush. There you go. Uh, so, Daytona Day, another big failure, two years in a row. Could not muster up. <laughs> A day it's got to gotta be on a Saturday. It's it, got to it, be on a Saturday. It's like
0: Derby Day, Derby day gets it there on a Saturday. Sunday, Why is Daytona Day on a Sunday?
1: If it was on a Saturday, I think it would change everything. Yeah, I agree completely. They've, they've added, so I didn't look at any of these real changes, so please take this with a grain of salt. But they're doing something to change, to get more viewership. Uh, instead of 500 laps in a row, apparently it was chunks. Mm. So like basically three sprints of however many laps it was or five sprints. And then they would stop. I don't know exactly how it happened, but it was it was pieced out this time instead right. of uh, watching a car go in a circle 500 laps for five hours. Right. So they're losing viewership. They're trying to change it up. I think putting it on a Saturday is a great idea. I didn't think about that, um, but <laughs> I-, I hyped it up a lot and still didn't even <laughs> know what day Daytona Day was. So
0: yeah, so they yeah, they, I mean, they, so they're they're trying to get it to work. Doesn't really work still. They uh they're. Uh, they got this monster sponsorship they got all the the, the monster girls that are all dressed
1: yeah they like, were they were controversial
0: yeah controversial they had Gronk there did you see uh Gronk oh, intervie- interviewing idiot. this monster girl yeah i did it was we actually have this, it was, we have this clip here
1: yeah play it. it's funny but it's it's very it's Gronk too Gronk like, it's, it's, <laughs> like we get it i want to say we get it to him we got Ashley i did a photo shoot with her she's <laughs> the best hey ashley What's your favorite speed limit out there? I hope it's somewhere around seventy or something. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> she
0: doesn't take the bait. She doesn't answer it remotely. She just likes talking about like something like I like going fast. I like the <laughs> fastest. Which is a great
1: answer, but not the answer Cronk wanted. Exactly.
0: So they're they're doing things like that to try to get people to watch it. It's not working. Um I think moving it to a Saturday and moving it, again, I don't know. I don't know how the season works with NASCAR, but move it later. You gotta move it later. Yeah. It's gotta be nationwide outdoor uh ability you know yeah. like it's, it's and be, i know it was beautiful this weekend for us but that was very rare in february like it's next year it's going to come around and it's going to be snowing and we're not going to have a daytona day feel <laughs> like
1: how about this bracket style five laps yep bracket style yep that that would do it no rules that would do it you get five laps versus one driver yep. boom move on to the next round yep. five laps or you had uh, a bracket whatever amount of laps you need to just I don't know the, Probably more the than five, exactly like to to actually prove who's a better driver whether it's 10 yeah. to 50 Yeah.
0: Time time out how long a time out how long it would take. How many laps it takes to equal the same time that like a March Madness game takes and then cut that in half.
1: <laughs> yeah, I and mean, then no, make not, the laps that. Not even that a time long. thing, just the minimum amount of laps that you could that That Jimmy Johnson can say, I need five laps to prove I'm better than this person. He'll say one because he's a a good racer. But whatever the actual number is, make it that. Bracket style. Boom, boom, boom. Have your favorite. Have people fill out brackets. You can watch all day, five laps at a time. Yep. You you can watch all week.
0: You got a website going. You can look at all the cars. You can see all the cars. And
1: they can make, like, the cars need to be swaggier. Everyone needs to be swaggier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's great ideas out there, NASCAR. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Uh, yeah i agree, I agree. Am- a- amateur races
0: yep yep Ho- I, yeah. horse races on dirt yep There, that too yep ice make make it an ice race make it an ice race the, the whole track can be ice chariots yep yeah, yeah. people there's, there's get to so throw many. stuff
1: at the cars when they're going by yeah water balloons yep tons of ideas yep spikes on the tires ideas. yep <laughs> so many ideas that's a lot of ideas okay cool well that's daytona those are our <laughs> ideas uh, and that's Daytona 500. Chris, All right. Congrats. First time winner. Uh, see you next year. at Daytona day. Yep. February 28th. Most likely.
0: Yep. So then we got spring training. So spring training is going on. Correct. Um, what else you got? Any, any news on spring training? That's about
1: it. <laughs> it's it's no, that spring, time of year. Spring training is a wonderful time of year. It, it is. We, you and I discussed. We'll, we'll talk briefly about this because it's a stupid topic. But we should at least say it is. Baseball is one of the sports that is associated with a feeling. It's associated with springtime. It's associated with change of the seasons. Opening day means life has changed. Winter is over. Even if it's snowing, it's opening yeah. day. Summer's here. We're almost there. So spring training is, is a little tease for that. It's still very early on. Teams are still thrown in nobodies to, mm-hmm. to fill innings. Uh, but if you if you do get a chance, I don't know if you ever have. I grew up in a, in a spring training yeah. town. The the Pirates were ha, are and always have been the uh Bradenton's spring training team and there's, there's one in Sarasota one in Tampa so a bunch of spring training teams around me it's a wonderful experience it is one of the better baseball experiences I've ever had because the the players don't care yeah they're there pure. to have fun they're there for the fans they just exactly very pure yeah. they're not uber competitive if you yell at them while they're at first they'll like make a face or they'll like they'll <laughs> respond to you yeah. they're just out having a good time yeah they sign autographs all day long it really is if you can get down if you love baseball. And you love your team and you can get down for spring training games, it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. The stadiums are built so that they are pure entertainment stadiums. Yeah. They're not there to pack a ton of people in. They're just there to have the people there to have a good time. Yeah,
0: right. Because they're not going to pack stadiums for spring training anymore. Anyway, exactly. So,
1: so it, it's it's a ton of fun. That's what I'll say about spring training. Um, go Rays, go Pirates. Those, yeah. are, those are the teams.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have much to add to it. I haven't been to spring training. I do want to go at some point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely it's not like the other sports where there's a blend between seasons. Like there's, you know, it's, it's not the game itself. You know, it's like, you know, there's that feeling when football's back and you're like, wow, football's back. But like, there's no, there's no, I mean, so baseball and football are the two that have those feelings, but it's not associated with the weather. You know, you know, the the weather one is, is really unique to baseball. It's like, like you said, even if it's snowing here on opening day, it's like, but it's spring now. Yeah. Like, it's like 'cause baseball. opening days here. And it's like you just associate that uh very strongly with being outside, you know, playing baseball outside, having nice sunny weather. Um so yeah, so spring training's here and the regular season's probably right around the corner. It's only probably like a month until season opener, I'm guessing. It's usually beginning of April. So um creeping up on us fast. So baseball's Cubs, back.
1: Cubs World Series. Cubs it's, gonna World weird, series. it's gonna yeah. be weird. It's gonna be weird. Yeah. Giants, Red Sox and Tigers not win the World Series. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The Cubs. The
0: Cubs. Are going to be World Series champs. Everything's, yeah. Everything's just weird. Everything's Everything's weird. weird, I'll agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Um, Then we have basketball and hockey. Um, We won't really talk about basketball, but they had the trade deadline. The reason I say that is because the NHL trade trade deadline is coming up soon as well. Uh, And I know there's a move here local to your team that was made uh, with the Lightning, sending Ben Bishop to the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Um, in a trade that uh, was a little surprising to some people, I think. Um, but uh, the more I research into it a little bit, um, Bishop is expiring contract. Yeah, and your and the Lightning's other goalie Vasilevsky is under contract for three years. So
1: yeah, so and Vasilevsky is good. He he's right, not right. as good yeah. at so Ben Bishop when he's on he's one of the best goalies if not the best goalie in the league. He's just he's six foot ten, quick as a cat, a very very good goalie. But he, he has like mental lapses. Like Remember in the playoffs, mm-hmm. at least two or three times in the playoffs, Pucks will hit his glove and dribble out the back yeah. because he's just not totally focused in. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot to him. So I, I'm not saying Vasilevsky's better, but I think it's a fine trade. You're going to lose him most likely anyway. He's going to get a decent amount of money somewhere. We got a good young defender in Eric Cernak. Uh, Another goalie in Peter Budaj, who you said has been around a while. Yeah,
0: Budaj is actually uh, having a pretty decent year, I believe. I read that he was near the top of the league in shutouts. I don't know if, I don't know if that means he's having an overall good year or not. But I mean, he's certainly he's he's been the king's primary goalie this year because Jonathan Quick has been hurt.
1: Yeah, and so I I loved Ben Bishop. He's a very the one thing I love about him is he was very involved in the community. He he went to all the other sports in Tampa. Like he was a big Tampa fan. He loved the fans. He went to other sporting events in Tampa. He, he supported the other teams. He supported local community things. He was just very active. And so, if you, if you lived in Tampa besides Steven Stamkos, Ben Bishop is the face of the magic. He is the person who represents your city within your city. Not really, he doesn't get the press outside because right. Stam, the, the scorers do. And he's, he's not throwing up shutouts, but within Tampa, he was the one who was bought in Mm -hmm. doing all these things around the community. So it was sad to see him go. I I think it's, I mean, I think it's a good move. The magic have been a a playoff contender with Stamkos getting hurt everyone past two years. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of been a weird two years, but I think at some point you got to take a next step. And I think they're starting to do that. They're actually looking to trade Brian Boyle. I saw Uh, Ryan Boyle, Uh, Brian, Brian Boyle. He's a BC guy, BC guy. guy, great defender. Yeah. um also another really good person just a, a class act yeah hopefully they don't trade him i really really like him on our team he's not a he's not a victor headman type defender he's just mm-hmm. a very steady good defender not like a headman who can score and mm-hmm. check and play good defense as well so i don't know i'm I'm the magic or the uh lightning or a fringe playoff team now i think they're four mm-hmm. or five points out uh yeah. i don't think this will get them toward yeah, to the playoffs and they certainly aren't going to win the Stanley cup. So I think this is a good step yeah, it's a, for next year. Yeah,
0: And it's also one of those with the guy who's an impending free agent, who is going to command more money than you're willing to give him. I mean, you, like you said, you already have, you have a good goalie in Vasilevsky and you don't want to, you're not, they're not going to want to pay big for Bishop if they already have another goalie that they like that's under contract. And so, I mean, you know, you you have to part with one or the other, and
1: and it's not a team that needs to rebuild either. It's a team right, that can. Right. It's retooling. Exactly. You you don't if you don't sacrifice much at goalie and can get some future return in right. Cernak, right? Then do it. Yeah. I,
0: I'm I'm fine with the move. The move is more con- The the move's more confusing to me on the Kings part. Um, yeah. The the Kings just got Jonathan Quick back. So Peter Budaj has been their goalie most of the year, and the Kings are outside of the playoffs, but goaltending isn't really the reason why they're out of the playoffs. Um, If I was, re- I was reading an article earlier that they're like fifth in the league in goals against like, like they're not giving up a ton of goals. Yeah. Um, They're not scoring a lot. It's part of the reason they're not in the playoffs, but it's, it just seems weird because Budaj has had a pretty decent year for them and now they finally get quick back. And so what they're concerned about is that quick will not be in, you know, tip top form because he's been out for so many games, which is reasonable to think but it didn't seem like it would make sense to go trade for another goalie just yeah. because, you know, I don't know. It's To me, it seems kind of strange, but from what we're hearing, it's that the Kings really want to have two true number one goalies for this stretch run where they hope they can squeeze into the playoffs and make mo- one more run in a cup with their core that has been there a couple of times. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting, but uh, we'll see. I, I think it's a fine move for the Lightning to to move on a little bit. And, and you know, goalies in the NHL uh, –
1: they come and go. They, they, they grow they on trees.
0: They, they, they don't grow on trees, but they, they, more and more of them have popped up lately in the NHL that, that have come out of nowhere and been good goalies. Um, so I think that it's not the end is, of the world to trade a good
1: goalie. Is your goalie theory the same theory as your running back theory?
0: No. I will say no. Um, similar. It's similar. Eh, I mean, it's it's similar in a way, but it, the NHL draft is not really equivalent to the NFL draft. Like, like I'm just my, my, thinking my, like...
1: The upper, like above average to average to mid tier goalies are replaceable, and the above average to mid average running backs replaceable, unless you get that so top five like top two percent. It's is it worth it?
0: Yeah, so maybe
1: goalies a little bad. the, the, re- the reason too I much think hinges on a goalie. The, the, I think.
0: There's too much on a riding on a goalie in the playoffs. Um, regular season wise, I think it kind of applies somewhat, but I think. Goalies can win playoff series and and goalies are goalies have to play well in the playoffs. So, um, I don't quite liken it to a running back because it's almost the opposite with a running back where it's like when push comes to shove in the NFL, like you're gonna be relying on the passing game in this day and age. Yeah. The goalie is not the same as that. But I I see what you're saying though. It's as far as the as far as the tiers go, you don't want to find yourself overpaying for a goalie that's not that not not an elite goalie. Yeah. Um, so and and yeah, and and there's the thing about goalies is that it, it's not – I'm trying to find a comparison. It's it's the opposite of quarterbacks, where in the NFL quarterbacks are so difficult to find a quarterback that can actually run your team. Yeah. Goalies, I feel like a lot of these prospects end up developing and becoming good goalies when nobody expected them to. Um, so goalies have the I – f- I feel like the lowest rate of, like, you have to be a first-round pick to become a great goalie. But like, I feel like there that, that correlation isn't always there in the NHL. So um Either way, the Lightning have a good goalie in Vasilevsky, so they feel confident in him, and they're, they're moving forward with him. So
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: See, and we'll see if there's any other trades coming up at the NHL trade deadline, but usually not as hyped or crazy as the NBA deadline is um, because there's usually not as many big wave-making moves in, yeah. in the NHL. So
1: I'll let you do this. I'll start by a quick little... There were no big moves besides Boogie Cousins to the Pelicans, yeah. which kicked off the trade session right. but there, were, there the re- really weren't any big yeah. trades at all besides that one yeah. not even like mid-size trades New really Orleans
0: noel is probably the next biggest name that got traded which is not which is, that big. W- which is not that big it's only notable because of how long Philly has had that log jam and it's the, <laughs> they ended up traded him for a very bad return
1: so here's um, here's what we'll do it was useless no one cares about it nothing happened all the teams basically stay the same except the pelicans mm-hmm. Why you get two minutes? Why is it not a bad thing? Why why are Celtics fans freaking out, and why shouldn't they?
0: So Celtics fans, there's so many. I think as a whole, Celtics fans aren't freaking out, but there's a ton of them that are, and it's just to me, it's it's insane. So for those of you who you know aren't too familiar with the Celtics situation, they have a bunch of young good players under contract for a while, obviously, and they have what is is most will have the highest chance at the number 1 pick in the upcoming draft lottery with the Nets pick. Um they have that in 2017 and they also have that in 2018. So they have this, you know, they've been calling it Danny Inge's treasure trove of assets for a long time now. And people just instantly get mad when they see a report that says that the Celtics are trading for Paul George, that the Celtics are talking to the Pacers. And when at the end of the day for Paul George or Jimmy Butler, they see that a trade doesn't get made, they instantly assume, "Oh, Danny Inge won't give up that draft pick." Danny Ainge is stupid because draft picks aren't guarantees, whereas Paul George and Jimmy Butler are guarantees, and this is what everyone freaks out about, and they suddenly think that that's what happened, which is yeah. definitely not the case. Um, Danny Ainge would trade that pick for a superstar, but nobody is willing to trade a superstar for a draft pick, so that that's really the key. And then it comes down to you know the reports were that Indiana wanted the draft pick, which could be number one overall, plus three of the Celtics' core players that are like you know twenty-five plus minute a game players right now, and it's like. This is a team that's a two seed in the East and really can't contend for a title this year because of the landscape of the NBA. You have the Cavaliers and the Warriors who are, are, are going to go back to the finals again. Like, like I mean, I, I can cling to a hope that the Celtics or another team in the East might contend with Cleveland, and, and I think it's it. There's a shot at it if they have some health issues, but but no one will contend with Golden State. Even if it, I think Cleveland's the only team that will have a chance against Golden State. Um, so when it comes down to it, you know, Danny Ames decided not to overpay for a superstar when all these options will be available to him in the offseason still. And after the draft lottery, if that pick turns out to be number one, a lot of these teams might start to panic slash overreact to the fact that, you know, you get big eyes over that kid on the draft board who's now going to be there. And all you got to do is you got to start your rebuild and and he's yours and he's your new franchise player.
1: Steve. Interim question. Yep. Do the Celtics consider because it's a big, big thing in basketball to trade people the day of the draft. the draft when you draft them and someone else wants them you trade them immediately mm-hmm. for whatever Yep. do the Celtics consider drafting a player that they don't want for trade good,
0: purposes good question and I think the answer is no um, because they had the chance to do it last year um, the Bulls were trying aggressively to get Chris done last year in the draft um, the Celtics were picking third and did not need a point guard so Drafting Chris Dunn would have been a mistake for them because he's just a pure point guard.
1: He's the Baylor kid. Uh, No, Chris
0: Dunn was from Providence. Oh, that's right. uh, And so the Bulls were reportedly pressing hard to get him, and then they pressed the Timberwolves hard to get him. And and reportedly, the Bulls had actually offered Butler in in a package to try to get that number five pick, when it ended up being Minnesota, who took Chris Dunn. Um, The reason I say no is because the Celtics didn't do it then. I have a sense that they won't do it this time either. I, I have a sense that if the Celtics get to draft day, with the number one pick and it hasn't been traded, it means that they're, they're taking the player. Um, now, it doesn't mean that they won't trade other players. But to me, I think that if, if that pick gets traded, it's going to be before the draft. Because once you draft the player, you know, I guess it's a little different if it's number one because everyone probably covets the same guy as number one. But in general, once you've, taken the, once you've made the pick, it's less valuable because now the, you, the, the, the team doesn't have the freedom anymore to make the pick. Um, that said that it has happened. And, and when Danny age made the huge trades in 2007, um, to get Kevin Garnett and, and Ray Allen here, it's exactly what happened. He drafted Jeff green and like 20 minutes later, he was traded to Seattle for Ray yeah. Allen. Um, so it does happen. But, um, my guess is that at number one, that won't be what happens with the Celtics. So, okay.
1: so we are optimistic for the off season of the Celtics. I
0: think this for is moves
1: during the off season. I think
0: that moves during the off season are inevitable, whether they're lar- whether they're for a superstar or whether they're you know, smaller moves where they're trading away some of these other younger core guys, like either, you know, Rosier or a guy like Avery Bradley, who's expiring soon. Um, they have a, the, the, the contract landscape with the Celtics is going to become a pressing issue a year from now, uh, yes. if they haven't done anything yet. So everyone's freaking out because it's been so long that the Celtics have had all these assets. I think that you don't have to freak out yet, but I think a year from now, if they haven't, do, if they've, st- if they're still sitting on all these assets, and they just drafted a player and he's playing bench minutes, then there's a problem at that point because you have guys coming up for new contracts that yeah. are going to be conflicting. And we
1: talked about it: having an overabundance of assets, it can also be, it can eventually be, be a hindrance be, yeah. in trade talks because teams know that. Mm-hmm you're desperate to get rid of people rather than desperate to have a person. So it's the, it's the other end of the spectrum. There's a lot of
0: people that think that it happened last year at the draft. Um, Now there's no concrete rumor. There's no concrete reports that Danny Ainge actually, you know, got rebuffed on his efforts or anything like that. But the Celtics had like six draft picks last year and they used all of them. Um, And they ended up having to draft guys that they ended up stashing overseas. Now those guys, according to reports have been developing well and the Celtics like those players, but they still had to draft players that they had to put overseas because they had no roster space. And when it comes down to it, when you call up a team, when you're about to pick at 17 overall, and that team knows that you don't have a roster space for that player. Well, I mean, it's tough to sell that team on trading anything to you for that pick because they know that you can't draft the guy you want.
1: It's like doing a trade with John Griffin in fantasy baseball (laughs) where he's looking at his seventh player on the bench and telling you how great he is yeah, <laughs> and how bad you, your team needs right. him, but you're like, but that dude's not, yeah. like, he does nothing for your team. Right. I don't, it's right. it's about, even though it's not, you shouldn't look at right. it like that. Teams right. view it as relative yeah. to your own team yeah. too. And, and, like if he's not good enough yeah. to be your top 10, yeah. why is he good enough to be ours?
0: And there are teams in the league that will eventually bite on something like that, but they're not the teams that have the, have the players you want. You know, you know, like a bad team, like a like a Philadelphia who needs guards, right? Will will easily be convinced to pay up for one of your Terry Rozier type players, who's a young guard, who's a good player. But you, but they don't have the players you're going for. You know, Chicago is not going to give you Jimmy Butler for the guy that you're telling them yeah. is great, because they're going to say, "Well, no, we have the superstar here. Like, give me some players that are." That's what they want, Jay Crowder. And it's like, you know, that's the way it's going to work, Jay Crowder. You know, so, so uh, yeah, it's st- we've we've mentioned our bet before on the air. So we'll, we'll revisit it when it's when it's decided. But um, for, the, for the record, I still think I'm going to lose the bet. For but, sure. Um, I don't think it's going to be soon, though. Um, so, it doesn't matter. So yeah, so that's it. Um, we'll see what happens. But Cool. I well, think that, it's, that uh, was your two minutes. A little yeah, longer than two was, minutes. Yeah, but, but there was a little back and forth. Sure, sure, just, totally. It was, it
1: was a lot of fun. I so, had a ton of fun.
0: All right, final drive. First or second?
1: I'm going to go first. First. Cool. So uh, I got another cozy book corner. I don't want this to become a, a theme where I just do a cozy book corner every time. It's Final Drive, but I read a really short book, uh, *Old Man in the Sea* by Ernest Hemingway. You've heard that you've heard the story. You probably either read it a long time ago, or you've heard it and never actually read the book. It's about 120 pages. It's really short. The book is about an old man catching the biggest fish of his life. The biggest fish. Uh, he, he's a, a Florida man. The biggest fish Florida's ever seen. But it takes him a multiple days. He struggles versus the fish. It's this big, long battle. It's almost like an internal struggle. He's he's exhausted. The fish is exhausted. It's just this fight for the first 80 pages, and it's kind of boring because it's a lot of fisherman talk that I don't understand. Yeah. And it's just him. So it's the fish doesn't speak. <laughs> so it's just the guy speaking to himself, and then speaking at the fish, and ha- and answering his own questions. Right. The fish doesn't speak. The back. end of it, the last 40 pages or so, is very good. It's a it's him i don't want to give it away but it's triumph followed by failure followed by like acceptance so it's a real that's why it gets the rating it does and has the the um popularity it does is because it's more of a philosophy book about the human human perseverance and suffering and blah 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 Uh, good book i'm gonna give it 73 percent steve nicholas avocados Um, i do want to say quick mention v.e schwab if you haven't since I talked about it in pop culture, looked it up yet? Uh, it's called *A Darker Shade of Magic* is the series. It's a lot of fun. It's a fantasy novel. It's it's along the lines of like *Harry Potter*. It's it's not super dark. It's it's kind of light, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's three books out now, and that's the trilogy. So you can cruise through them. It's a very unique read. Um, *Conjuring of Light* is the last book. It just came out, so you're right on the cusp of it. I think they're gonna do a movie or a TV show. She was talking about it a bit at the. Um, Books sh- the, at the signing tonight, so a lot of good buzz around it. It's very fun. I, I the first two are, are certified guac for sure. Yeah. Um, but you have to really be in the mood for a, a fantasy novel. It, it's nothing like it's not a classic. It's not really dark. It's not gonna change your life, but it, it's a good fun read.
0: Cool. That's it. So there you go. 73 on the Old Man and the Sea, and then certified guac on the uh, series. Um, Darker Shade of Magic. Uh, Darker Shade of Magic. So for by V.E. Schwab. So there you go. Um, My final drive is back to a, it's also a review. It's a review of a TV show. I might have mentioned it before. I was excited for it to come back, but 24 Legacy uh, has been airing for a few weeks now on 24, uh, sorry, on Fox. Um, It's a reboot of the uh, classic Fox series, which aired for like eight seasons or something back in the early, you know, around 2004 or so, around the Lost time frame. Um, with Jack Bauer So it's, re- it's rebooted with that Corey Hawkins is the main character um, You may recognize him from uh, Straight Outta Compton He was Dr. Dre So he's uh, a great lead actor in this um, the-, the show itself is not Quite on the level of What 24 fans will be used to um, You're not going to watch it And suddenly like be back in that 24 mindset uh, 24 was very unique and was one of the best shows I've ever watched This isn't quite there um, but it has a lot of uh, of similarity in its style, and it's it is gripping still. It's gripping in some of the same ways. Um, the real time nature has always been its strength, and it's it's cool still watching it that way, um, jumping back and forth between storylines. You know, every commercial break, you have the clock ticking, and you you know it, it, it sort of does make sense. Everything that happens in the show, it's like all right, that all took place in an hour, and you can kind of conceptualize that and, gra- and, and grasp that concept. So. Um, it's good. It, it's been great so far. Uh, only four, three episodes in. I think they air on Mondays, so I usually catch up later in the week. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it 83. Derek Dragonfruits right. um, so far. So for for comparison, the original 24 as a whole, I would probably give like a 95. So 83 is is a step down from it, but it's it's only a few episodes in. It it could you know could inch its way closer. So there, there you, you go, go, 83. Why didn't
1: they call it 25?
0: I don't know. Probably because there's. 24 hours in a day.
1: Yeah, but it would have been, yeah. it it been, been cool, cool and if they funny. called it
0: 25. And if they had, like, said there's now 25 hours in a the day. <laughs> yeah. and they were like, that's the whole premise of this show.
1: Yeah, it has be been cool. a change since the last president. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so that's all we have for episode 55. 25. Not 25. 55. I was about to say 25. We Give us with, some credit. We we're talking Holy about 25. Cow. Episode 25 plus 30. 55. Um, that's it. That's it. So... All we'll see you guys right. next week, 56.
1: Later days.